0: Welcome to the Ally on the Run show. I'm your host, Allie Feller, and today you're listening to episode 56. Today I'm joined by Susan Pass. You might know her as Susan Runs or Nurse on the Run because Susan has been around the internet for quite some time. That's how we met. We met through Twitter and Susan was one of my very first running friends. I credit her as one of the people who made me feel like a real runner when I was fairly new to running, and I'm so grateful for that. Susan is a nurse, hence the nurse on the run, and on this episode we're talking about nursing, what the schooling is like, and why she wanted to go into such a demanding career. She's also now back in school because she's becoming a nurse anesthetist, and I learned the difference between anesthetist and anesthesiologist. Still working on being able to spell both of them, but this is a really jam-packed episode filled with great stuff. You're going to learn a lot if you want to know what it takes to be a nurse, if you want to know what it takes to be a good patient, you're going to love this episode. And of course, we talk about running. So get running. If that's what you're up to, get cooking, get running, get commuting, and enjoy my chat with Susan Pass. Susan Pass? Hello. Welcome to the Alley on the Run Show. Thank you. We are recording live and in person. Well, I guess not live by the time it comes out, but we are recording in person here in New York on a snowy, kind of gross day what? day. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal. So thanks for coming out to make this happen. No problem. So as you know, as a listener of the show, which I am
1: thrilled about,
0: <laughs> you know that we start the show, like we start a good run. We start it with a warm up. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do.
1: I'm Susan Pass. I grew up outside Chicago, and I lived there until I went to college, went to college in Maryland, went to nursing school in Chicago after that, and a little byway into Pennsylvania, and I've been in New York since 2010, which is where I am right now. Um, I am currently a student nurse anesthetist. sRNA for short. Uh, I was a nurse for about seven and a half years before I went back to school about a year and a half ago, and I am graduating in August um, to be doing nurse anesthesia. Okay, so that's probably a stupid question. I'll just—I
0: like to just <laughs> level level it right away.
1: Just make myself sound real dumb. Is anesthesiologist different from anesthetist? Um, so an anesthesiologist is a medical doctor. That's the official term. Uh. For someone who went to medical school and did residency and provides anesthesia. And then an anesthetist um, or nurse anesthetist, which is what I'm going to be, is a master's prepared nurse who is trained to give anesthesia. Okay, but they both give anesthesia. Yes. Okay, cool.
0: So let's go back in time a couple years. Do you remember how we met? I believe Twitter brought us together yeah. okay. Which is God how I met Everyone in New York
1: <laughs> So does Twitter still bring people together I wonder I feel like it's not what it used to be I don't think as much as it used to Because I remember there used to be like follow Friday And tweet ups at races uh, And I feel like people don't do that as much anymore i don't know
0: why but they should because that's how it's how i've met like half the people that have been on this show and at least 90 percent of my running friends so we met through the internet and then you i just want to give you some love because you were one of my very first running (laughs) friends i'd never had running friends and i met you and we would run in central park in the morning and you made me feel like a real runner which i put in quotes because i know that everyone's like if you run you're a real runner which is totally true but i it took me a while to call myself a runner and it was because you and the other girls that you would run with invited me to run with you guys and I was like whoa these like legit runners want me to run with them so thank you for that of course I always thought you were a real runner <laughs> oh thanks it's just because I put run in my Twitter handle so I yeah, fooled I everyone for a while. Yeah. but you've been running for a really long time yes you did not start running in Central Park you've been running pretty much
1: your whole life is that was it always something you loved? No, so I started running when I was 12. I did the sixth grade track meet and then I was hooked from there, which I did the 800, which was the longest distance they offered. So I guess that was foreshadowing. But um, actually, I did everything my older brother did. Uh, He's four years older than me. And whether I was like playing with G.I. Joe's when I was little or played the trombone because he played it and then he ran track and cross country. So, of course, when it came to junior high to pick a sport, that's what I did just because. My brother did it, and then it twenty years, twenty how many years later? I don't know. Don't do the math. I don't. That's not. I want math. to do the math. Don't worry many, about it. <laughs> many, many years later, we're still here. Do you still play the trombone? Um, I have not touched the trombone since the spring football game my senior year of college, which was the last time I was required to play. So the you were in the marching band? Yeah, I was in the marching band and pep band in college, the oh. University of Maryland. Wait, you did this in college? hmm Wow. I feel like that's really hardcore.
0: Marching band, to be like in line with people and not messing up your music?
1: I, I would like to see you bring that back. I was definitely really good at being in line with people, but <laughs> messing up the music, anyone who marched with me will tell you that was <laughs> it's fine. Not my strong That's seat. why there's so many of you, so that a exactly. couple can mess up and no one knows. So I feel like for a
0: lot of people who start running at a younger age, they eventually burn out. I I don't know. I feel like a lot of people I talk to either started later and they love it so much because they haven't been doing it forever or they used to be a runner and then they were like, I'm sick of this. But you're still running. So you just love it so much.
1: I just love running and I think I've always had a good approach to it. It, I I don't mind rest days. Like if I've had an injury, I've taken the time that I needed to come back from that because I do want to be running when I'm like 60 and 80 and I know that if avoiding a run today will get me there, then you know, missing one day isn't going to make a big difference. That's a good mindset. I wish I had known that from, <laughs>
0: I would say, 2011 through 2014 would have really helped me avoid a lot of pain. But you are c- coming back. You've had some injuries and some yes. surgeries. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I always wonder when I'm Gonna be able to not say that I'm coming back from injury because it's been a while, but I still feel like I am. Um, so it was was it spring of 2015. I was training for the Eugene Marathon. I was my brother's out in Oregon. I was gonna go run out there. It's a great race. And then I started having some hip pain, which is like the most nondescript pain known to man. Um, had an MRI done. And no one could figure it out. So I did what you're supposed to do and took a month off from running. So what did the pain feel like? What kind of pain was it? For what it turned out to be, it was very typical. Um, In the front of my groin it was like a deep aching pain and that's about it. And When you were running
0: or like when you would stop or constant?
1: Mostly. Not so much when I was running but afterwards I would have that deep aching pain. It would go down the front of my thigh and then sometimes it felt really hard to like pull my leg forward when I was walking or go downstairs. And that was usually after I did a 10 mile run or something. So just no one knew what it was. You took time off and then what happened? Then it came I started running again, and then, like, the smart person that I am, an opportunity came up to run the New York City Marathon, so I did. (laughs) And it was kind of there the whole time, but not as bad as it had been in the spring, so I just ran through it. No one told me what was wrong, so I just went with it. And then I took more time off, and then was going to start training again for a half marathon because I was trying to be smart, and... (laughs) Then the pain came back. And that's when I went to someone else to get another opinion. And that's when they found that I had a labral tear in my hip.
0: Oh, so, and you had surgery? Yes. For that. What did the surgery entail? Were
1: you terrified when they said you... Did
0: they say you needed surgery or they recommended surgery?
1: So I had done physical therapy for three months. I had taken time off. And at that point, there are two things you can do. You can do a steroid injection, which is like a temporary fix. Or you could do surgery. The fact that I'm it. already
0: wincing is a really good foreshadowing to all the other questions that I'm going to have for you on the show <laughs> about like blood and nursing and the burn unit. Um, okay, so you had the surgery. How did it go and how was the recovery from that?
1: Uh, so surgery was great. I ended up having to have both hips done, uh, which was an adventure in itself. At the same time. At the same time. I had both hips done on the same day and I was okay with it and until I got home from the hospital the next day and it's very weird to be able to go from doing everything for yourself very independent to I couldn't move my legs by myself
0: so you're a nurse well yes and now you're becoming an anesthetist yes. which I'm just gonna say a lot because I'm proud of you it it's now. a hard word to say Thank you <laughs> probably couldn't
1: spell it though I don't know if I could spell it but we'll try how are you as a patient I think I was a very good patient. I remember they had me stay overnight, which was not the plan, and I was a little confused, but it was fine. I remember getting to my room. It was 1130 at night, and there was a roommate, so I didn't want to disturb them. So they they were taking my vital signs, which I know the routine. I've done this a million times to other people, and I was like, I'm a nurse. You don't need- I can do this myself. You don't need to tell me. Like I'll wiggle my feet for you. I know where the pain button is. Just give me the call light. I'm good. I need a blanket. I'll call you if I need anything, which I was told maybe I was a little short with them, but I would appreciate that if I was a nurse um and then I wasn't the best patient at home. My mom came and stayed with me for two weeks because I couldn't get out of bed by myself, and while, I was very appreciative, it's uh it made me realize how hard it can be to be a patient. yeah, I don't know if I could I love my mom
0: two weeks with my mom living in my apartment. I don't know if I could do that, so kudos to you for... Yes. and kudos to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> kudos to everyone involved for getting through it. So how long was the period
1: between when you got your surgery and when you were able to run again? Were you, like, counting down in your head, or were you trying not to think about it? So a lot of people ask me, like, what. Why don't you go try running? I was like, well, number one, I can't because I can barely walk, and number two, I don't. I did surgery because I don't want to mess this up. So the minimum they recommend is twelve weeks, and that allows you to go through phys- enough physical therapy and rebuild the strength in your hips. Then my physical therapist did different strength tests to see if my hips were strong enough to start running. And then even when I did start running, I did a very slow progression of a run walk, very very slow. What did that first run back feel like? It was very weird. It was so natural. Great. Yeah, it was very weird. I did a one minute run, two minute walk times ten, and I was on. I was in Central Park, and like, it was like I had different legs, basically. Well, you kind of did. You different hips, right? Or you kind of had something else was going on in there. Hips. (laughs) Um. So, where are you at with running now? So now I actually signed up for a spring marathon. I'm running the new Jersey marathon, which yeah. is like I feel like this is the ultimate test of the hips. That's exciting. I'll be it there is. doing the
0: half. Well, I'll be there I'll be there. I don't know if I'm gonna run the half yet, but I will
1: I will be at the race in some way, cheering, shape, or form. Cheering or running the half. We'll see. Have you run the Jersey marathon before? I did. I ran it with a friend right. in twenty thirteen. She wanted someone to run with her, so I ran so it with her. How many marathons have you done? I've done fifteen. Wow. 15. What is your PR? 318. That is from a while ago. It
0: doesn't matter. PRs <laughs> still are for counts. It does still count. It totally still counts. So when did you first, I feel like, was when you first started running marathons, was it just like a bucket list thing or were you like, I want a BQ or what was the motivation to work up to a marathon?
1: So I ran my first marathon in 2006. I was a senior in college and I don't think people knew about marathons back then. I didn't know a lot of runners, but one of my best friends from high school, I met her on the cross-country team, and she and her sister had run the Chicago Marathon the year before. And I was like, oh, I don't really know what this is, but if she ran a marathon, I could probably do it too. And oh, there's one like local to me, the Marine Corps Marathon, so I'll just do it. And back then, you could probably just like sign
0: up and run them. It wasn't like a lottery and not all, at all kinds of madness. Not at all. And so, how was your first marathon? How did that one go?
1: Uh, well, it was. I it, thanks to Hal Higdon, I got through it. So I did that, and then I ran three fifty one, which was. I wow. thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Of note, the n- day before we had a football game at seven PM, so we marched I marched for eight hours that day in eight a hours? in a wool uniform carrying a trombone.
0: Wait, <laughs> is that normal? Eight hours? Is that like How long you're on your feet for a football game?
1: Yeah, so for the college football games, the band starts, or at least we did, start practicing about four hours before, and then we had to do, uh, we did like a parade before, and then the pregame show, and then you stand in the stands the whole time and do the halftime show. So were
0: you just, I mean, you're obviously in amazing shape now, were you just in the best shape of your life? I feel like that's pretty intense.
1: I mean, if I wasn't in the best shape of my life at 22, I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> true. True. I wasn't. I was eating two bacon, <laughs> egg, and cheeses for breakfast every morning and a box of wine for dinner. That's so, true. So, uh, 22... I didn't peak at 22, but that's, that's true. I'm really fascinated by this marching band thing. I'm very, very interested, and I really want you to bring the trombone back, even if just maybe like for an Instagram video, a live yeah. podcast episode. We could have you play the theme song. Yes, to the Alley on the Run. We show. need about a year to work on that. That's fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait to release this release this episode. So have you started training for New Jersey? Because that's, I mean, it's in like four months. Yeah, You've the official training
1: started actually. Christmas was day one. Oh, so I mean. I always forget how slow the training programs start and that the first long run is six miles long. So I don't feel like I'm marathon training yet. But And do you have, have a started. goal for that race or just to get it done? The smart answer is that I would like to get it done. The true answer is I want to go back to Boston. Hell yeah. So what is is that? 3.30? It, it Well, it, it's 335 well, three, technically, okay. but I'm shooting for 330 to make sure I get a spot in Boston. Awesome. Well, I
0: will be there cheering. It'll be a very exciting day. Yeah. Okay. I love that you're a nurse. I want to talk Thank about you. nursing. I want to talk about everything involved with nursing because I love nurses. In the hospital, I'm in doctor's offices yes. quite a bit, and nurses are always the nice ones. They always make you feel better. <laughs> They're always there after the doctor makes you cry to kind of like be the nice ones. So you are one of those. Tell
1: me, did you always want to be a nurse? I did not. I wanted to be a doctor for the longest time. And then I had a life crisis my junior year of college when I had to take the MCAT. And I was like, do I really want to do this? It was like a month of chaos. And then I had heard that if there's any reason you don't want to be a doctor, you shouldn't be one because it's so life encompassing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do something else. So I learned about like uh, nurse practitioners and you have to go to nursing school first to do that. So what did you major in in college?
0: I was a dietetics major. Okay. And that's what you like. That was originally the plan. You were
1: like, I'll major in dietetics and then I'll go to med school to be a doctor because uh, the dietetics curriculum actually includes all the pre-med classes which a lot of people don't know so I took all the hard sciences and everything and are you just naturally really good at science yes oh, what is
0: that like just,
1: like the mitochondria it's the it's,
0: something of the cell
1: it's the powerhouse of the cell the, ah, yes
0: I really wanted to be able to bust that out <laughs> and I messed it up Dang it. But I knew it was the something of the cell. I knew it was like important. Very important. Oh, man. I Especially for running. (laughs) It would have been great if we were friends in high school. I really could have used your help. Okay. So you decide I'm not going to take the MCATs. I'm not going to go. So you don't have to take the MCATs. Correct. Okay. So what happened next? Did you change your major or you still majored
1: in dietetics? So, I graduated from the University of Maryland with a degree in dietetics, and then a lot of schools have what's called an accelerated BSN program, which is uh, a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. So, it's for basically for career changers. So, some people have been working in other aspects of life, and they decided they wanted to go to nursing school and... I just decided to do it right after college. So I graduated, I moved back home to Chicago, and I went to Rush University where I did a year-long program, which is basically all the nursing crammed into 12 months. Wow. And that's not typical. No, you can go to a four-year college and get a nursing degree. You can go to a okay. community college and get a nursing degree. Got it. So with nursing, and I'm just going to ask all my stupid questions because yes. I don't care. So w- with, you know, obviously
0: in in med school, at some point you decide, like, I want to be a gastroenterologist, which I'll never understand, but I love them so much. <laughs> We're <laughs> happy for them. Yes, <laughs> so happy for them. I always ask them, every GI I've ever had, at some point I ask them, like, why did you want to do, do this? this? Like, why did you choose this? And my doctor that I have now, is like like, because I want to fix things and I'm interested in it. And I was like, I don't get you at all. But like, God God bless you. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So eventually they pick a specialty. Yes. Uh, Is it the same with nursing?
1: So in nursing school, you go through different classes. There's medical, surgical nursing. We took a critical care class. We did psych nursing, pediatrics, and labor and delivery. And so those are all the classes that we take. And then that covers most of the bases for when you graduate. But once you look for a job, you apply to a unit if you're looking to work in a hospital. Um, So my first job was on a medical surgical unit. So that was kind of covered in school. That's basically anyone with any problem. So that's anything surgical. Anything surgical or any medical problems like you come in with abdominal pain and they don't know what it is, they stick you on the Appendicitis. floor.
0: Yes. God, I could I would be so good at yes. this. Okay. So when you so when you're doing the classes in nursing school, is it a lot of hands on or is it mostly just like academic? How much of what you're doing in that year of nursing school, how much of that is like hands on in the hospital and how much is like sitting, studying, or is it both?
1: It's a combination, so it was a long time ago, so I don't remember. You can make it up. I won't know. Say we were in the classroom maybe two days a week, and then we were in the hospital. Some combination that gave us about 24 hours a week. And do you like school? I feel like you're someone who likes to learn. Yes.
0: That's cool. I wish I felt that way back then. Now I would like to learn, but college wasted on the young. Except for you, because you seemed to appreciate it. (laughs) It all worked out. So how quickly did you figure out what you liked and didn't like? In terms of like a specialty or a unit you wanted to go into.
1: You go through them so quickly. It's really hard in nursing school to understand what you really like. I've always been drawn to more of a critical care aspect like an ICU. Um, I did spend a day in the ICU in nursing school. It's a little too much for someone in school. There's a lot that you have to put together to make sense um, but when I graduated, that's what I wanted to be, was in critical care. So you're in an
0: actual hospital then. Yes. When you're a student, and yes. It's basically like there's certain. So I watch Grey's Anatomy. I've watched all 92 seasons. <laughs> so like I pretty much get this. But so when you're a student though, are you in a teaching specific hospital and like the doctors are just used to having students around and it's kind of like they'll let you help when
1: it's applicable or how does that work? So you're paired with a nurse and you kind of follow them around. They'll start. They'll, start slow and give you one patient to manage and you'll look up their medications and what their diseases are and why aren't they in the hospital and you try to go through the day with them and see uh, what they need to do and what you need to think about based on what their issues are, um, and any little fires that might come up along the way. And then as you progress along, they give you more and more patients to take care of. So what was it about critical care that you liked? There's a lot to think about. There's a lot. I like numbers. Critical care patients come with a lot of numbers to work with, and I also really like that your focus is more on one or two patients versus on a medical or surgical floor. You can have six, eight, ten patients at a time. Do you get attached to your patients? Depends on the patient.
0: (laughs) I think that would be my biggest problem. Is I would just like get very attached I think that would be
1: really hard yeah you want to see people get better definitely what was the hardest thing about nursing school I think there was the hardest thing about nursing school and nursing in general and the medical field is that time doesn't slow down when you're learning so if you're trying to figure something out like a medication is due at two, or a patient needs to pee right now, and be- just because you're learning how to do that and everything that goes along with it, like doesn't mean you get an extra 15 minutes to try to figure it out. You just have to go. It's
0: like it's like a TV show. It's like Grey's Anatomy, but it's your life. Yes. And someone else is okay. like I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Oh, you'd that probably hate it. I'm that person. No, but you would hate it. I feel like probably most doctors don't because they'd be like, this is not reality. This is not insane. How it works. Yeah. So that's why people like me watch it because then we feel super smart because yes. we understand we can diagnose. Going on. Exactly. So if I said to you right now, if I were like, put an IV in my arm, you could just do it. Yeah. And you learned that in nursing school. You
1: probably learned that as like a freshman in college. Uh- uh, most nursing schools actually Or at least the one I went to didn't let us put IVs in people So I learned that on the job Wow And did you tell the person Where really, you're like this is my first time uh, There's mixed opinions on what you should do yeah. I don't know what I did. About that. Some people <laughs> say never say it was your first time And other people are like well <laughs> Have to learn somewhere. I go somewhere So I had a lovely nurse Instructor Or manager on my unit And she let me put IVs in her a couple times Wow. Which I got them, so that's probably why she let me do it again.
0: (laughs) That is a very selfless act. Here, go ahead. Learn on me. Wow. Thanks. Good for her. Have you ever let someone do that on you?
1: Yes, I have.
0: I have very good veins,
1: so. Can I try? Did you bring any of your stuff with you? Uh, Any it. props? Oh, during that live show, we'll do it. Okay.
0: <laughs> while you're playing your trombone, you'll be so distracted yes. that I'll just go for it. Uh, so when I met you, I think that's when you were working in a burn unit. Yes. Because you were there for a while, right? In yes, a burn six unit? Six and a half years. Yes. Six and a half. Okay. So was that a choice? Did you say, I want to go into the burn unit or is it... Um, you know, I know oftentimes you hear about people that get placed in a certain
1: yeah. wherever. So what? Would, how'd you end up in the burn unit? So I had read a book about called Burn Unit, about huh. a burn unit. And it was... I think it was in college before I ever decided I wanted to be a nurse. And it talked about a burn unit up in Massachusetts and uh, talked about the care they provided for them. And it's very different than working on any other unit. And it, I was just really drawn to it. Uh, you see people get better. You see people from start to finish. And so when I started looking for a second job, I targeted uh, burn units, and I applied to the unit up here in New York, and moved up here to New York and started working there.
0: So, what brings most people into the burn unit? Is it like little kids that touch the stove, or is it like fires? Or I'm I'm sure it's both. But what did you see most of?
1: So, it used to be a lot more fires, uh, especially when I started working there, and even before that. But they've done so much with fire prevention and fire safety that that's not so much an issue anymore. We had a lot of people who uh, spilled soup on themselves or coffee. Uh, restaurant workers, you know, carrying vats of soup upstairs, um, people who fell asleep smoking, uh, people doing things while on substances and somehow burn themselves. In the winter, would get homeless people with frostbite. The burn population tends to be more low income, uh, people with mental disorders, uh, and the very old and the very young.
0: Oh, that's tough. And power to you for doing that because the world needs good people like you. So thank, thank you, you for all that you do. I'm glad I haven't seen you in that capacity as my nurse. But uh, I never so what are being in a burn unit specifically? What are some of the biggest challenges? Uh,
1: the patient population itself is very challenging. As I described, you get a lot of people who maybe don't speak English or people who have some psych disorders, people who don't necessarily have support from outside people to help them, which is really important when you're in the hospital. And then a lot of them maybe have insurance issues or they're not from this country. And there's just a lot of social issues that you don't necessarily see. So how do you handle that? Because I feel like a lot of that as the nurse, you're the person they most often see. So a lot of it probably falls on you. How do you Handle that. Uh, social workers are the best people in the world, so they help sort out a lot of that. Like insurance issues are not my pro- like whether you have the best insurance or no insurance, I treat you the same way. But a lot of it was just trying to remember where people came from, and that beyond the burn, that they're also dealing with a lot of other issues. So six and a half years is a
0: lot of time to be in any job. And when you were there, you worked the night shift quite a bit. Yes. How long did
1: you? How does that work? As uh, so. Coming from night shift to day shift is a seniority issue, and there was a lot of longevity on my unit. So people stayed there for 20 and 30
0: years. So does everyone start on the night shift? Yes. Oh. And how does that work? How many...
1: Is it 12 hours? Uh, My hospital did 12-hour shifts, so we worked 7.30 in the morning till 8 at night, and then reverse if you're on night shift. Okay. So
0: what do you do for meals? Like, what do you eat when you have your, like,
1: lunch break? Do you have a lunch break at, like, 2.30 in the morning? Yeah, I used to eat. Uh, there was an Aubon Pan, however you say that, in the ba- or the first floor lobby of the hospital, and I ate their Thai peanut chicken wrap like every shift, probably for two years. So it was open twenty
0: four hours, I assume. Yes. And then, how does like so? What does a typical, I guess, twenty four hour cycle look like when you're working a night shift? When would you run? Would you run in your morning
1: or at, like at the beginning of your work day or at the end? So the nice part that's also the worst part about night shift is that it's really hard to sleep so very rarely would i sleep till 6 p.m and then get up and go to work usually i would sleep when I got home, I'd go to bed at probably around nine, and then I would sleep till one, and then I would wake up every hour till I just gave up, um, which was like three or four. So then I had plenty of time to run before going into work. Wow. And how many years did you do that for? Four years.
0: Okay. So looking back, is there anything you would have done differently during your
1: time on on the night shift? One thing I tried to do, which I wish I did more of, was like just embrace the weird sleep schedule. I put a lot of effort into trying to live like a normal person. Um, because I wanted to be a normal person. And mo- most people don't understand what it's like to work overnight. They think, well, you're didn't, you didn't, you're not working right now, so why are you tired? So I think I would have put more effort into just embracing that sleep schedule.
0: I do remember one day I was working at uh, the dance magazine and I, I called in sick because I woke up and I felt sick in my defense. Woke up and I felt (laughs) sick. But then by like 8.30, because, you know, you make that call at 6 a.m., which is silly. But then by like 8.30, I was like, oh, I feel okay. And you, I remember, had just tweeted, like, just got home from my shift, going to go to Central Park. And you and I went for a run together. Yes, I remember that. And then I'm pretty sure I tweeted about it and people responded and they were like, I took a sick day. And I was like, damn. (laughs) Busted. I tried. Yeah. And do you have advice for people who are on the night shift now? Uh, Coffee's
1: your friend. Um... Oh, man. I think blackout shades were life-changing. Wear sunglasses on the way home. Why? To, like, transition into gear? Because you walk out into bright sunlight at 8 o'clock in the morning. Huh. And wear sunglasses on the way home. It kind of, like, gets you ready
0: to go to sleep. That's interesting. That's good advice. So you're back in school now. Yes. What motivated that decision? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> Loaded questions on the LA on the Run show. Um, so I knew I didn't want to be a bedside nurse for the rest of my life. And I had anesthesia would come up to provide a special drug to assist in very large dressing changes that we had to do for patients um, when they couldn't handle it, with just the normal drugs that we would give them. So I was exposed to them through that. And then I had a couple of friends who had gone to CRNA school, which is what I'm going to be. So I did a little more research into it. I shadowed in the operating room and I realized it was a lot of what I really liked about nursing without a lot of what I didn't like about nursing. Like what? I was tired of, this is very important, but when people like panic that they lost their wallet at two in the morning and it's locked up in security and why can't you get that now and security's not open till late in the morning. Just like things like that or you know people wanted ice in their water and it melted and it's it's not like the waitressy part of it it's not a life crisis it's important it's not a life crisis um and anesthesia is very much about critical care you're focused on one patient at a time because you have to be you can't manage two people at the same time when they're did you bring
0: any anesthesia with you today no that's illegal we can talk about that offline. <laughs> I love anesthesia so much. It's just the best nap. It's why when my doctor says I have to have a colonoscopy, I'm like no problem. Yeah, you understand why people develop issues
1: with it. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like people get addicted. Uh there are very large crises in this country <laughs> regarding drugs like fentanyl, which is a drug. Well, that's used. like that's the opioids The opioid yeah. crisis, right? Okay. And well, Yeah,
0: propofol is Michael Jackson drug. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was an anesthesia drug. Oh, yes. See, I told you I wasn't afraid of sounding stupid today. I don't know what I'm talking about. The white staff is propofol. All I know is I like when I lay down and the doctor says count backwards from 100 and I start laughing and it's over. And then you wake up. Yes. And then I'm funny. I get to be funny for like an hour, just laugh at stuff. So are you going to get to be there when your patients wake up and they're funny?
1: Uh, So we wake the patients up in the operating room and then they go to the recovery room and they don't usually remember that. Are they funny when they wake up? Some are funny. They are. Usually, they're pretty sleepy.
0: Oh, I feel like that, that, that would be an exciting part of the job for me. So if you ever... Oh, maybe I can shadow you. <laughs> Just for the wake up part. I don't want the rest. Okay. So I'm assuming you've never been queasy about blood or any of that.
1: Not really. I feel like every nurse has their thing they don't like, but you have to be able to deal with that. What's your thing? I don't like urine. <laughs> urine. <laughs> I will clean up your vomit. Uh, poop is not my favorite, but when, like, old women are incontinent and it just like goes everywhere, I'm like, the smell. I -I can't deal with it.
0: (laughs) That's interesting because I would think that would be like the least offensive one. I don't know why. I just everyone has their thing. Gets me, like you said. All right. So, what does
1: nurse anesthetist school look like? Uh, So my program is a 27 month program. It's a master's degree. Uh, We spent. It's a front loaded program, so we spent the first year in the classroom. And then the last 15 months, we spent four days a week in the operating room and one day a week in the classroom.
0: Okay. So, you can totally tell me if this is an inappropriate question. But I'm curious, with schooling like that, that's really intense. You can't really have a side job at the time. So, do you just stop working for the duration and you just pay for school with your savings or
1: loans or whatever means you have? Yes. Most people quit their jobs. I worked okay. for a little bit in the beginning uh, not very much. And then I quit my job in January of this year.
0: Okay. And then when you're done schooling, is the the job placement rate pretty high? Yeah. The job market is very hot for
1: um, nurse anesthetists. Lately. Okay.
0: so Oh, so people listening, this is a field they should consider. Yes. Okay. What is the most important thing that they should know if they're interested in becoming a nurse anesthetist?
1: Uh, school is the hardest thing you've ever done, but everyone says it's worth it. And I've never met a CRNA who doesn't love their job. Really, what's so hard about this compared to, say, the year of nursing school? It is very hard to be a beginner again. Um, Most people who go to anesthesia school are very motivated. They were, I don't want to say a rock star on their unit, but they were at least very good at their job. And they always say type A. I'm not type A. But going from being really good at your job and knowing what you're doing to having basically no idea is really hard. And is it common for people to wait to go
0: to CRNA, you said, right? CRNA school. So is it pretty common to go get some experience in the field working like what you did six and a half years in the burn unit and elsewhere? Is it pretty common to do that and then come back or do most people do the year of nursing school and then go right into CRNA school?
1: So you're required by the accrediting bodies to have at least one year of critical care experience, which is in ICU somewhere. Um, Most people just because There's so much to learn. Most people have at least two to three years. I was on the higher end having like six and a half, seven years of nursing experience. So right now, what is a day? Are you in school five days a week? On Monday, we have classes about nine to four. And then we're in the operating room. I get there at six in the morning and I'm done at 5 p.m. Tuesday to Friday. Wow, that's really intense. How does your brain stay sharp? I think it's adrenaline and cortisol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that you use the the scientific. It's
1: cortisol. Some coffee. <laughs> like,
0: so when do you run?
1: Oh, that's the best question. <laughs> um So right now, I mostly run Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, just because the days aren't as intense. I'm hoping with this marathon training that I can run at least one more day per week after clinical. Okay, so after clinical, what were what will the Tuesday through Friday days be like? um so we get out of the operating room at 5 p.m so if i can oh so you'll run after i can come home and squeeze in even if it's just four miles or something then That's
0: that's better than no miles wow power to you i would not i would just be sleepwalking i would not do so well with that that's amazing and then what do you like on the weekends are you fried or are you just used to this kind of like functioning at this very high performing level
1: uh, well, school's been a little tough so far, so I do spend a lot of time on the weekends studying. I try to get a run in, which is also a great time to meet up with friends, a nice little combo social action there, and then try to relax a little bit just because otherwise you'll go crazy. All right, this is probably another stupid
0: question. Happy to ask it on behalf of the people. When you say studying, so do you have written exams and how does that, like, are you studying just for learning or are there
1: still tests at this point or kind of what does that look like? Yes. Yeah, so we have, they, they're called principles and practice of anesthesia classes that we took. And so we do have uh, multiple choice tests in that. And then we also have, if anyone's familiar with nursing care plans, uh, we have to write out care plans for our patients, which describes uh What their diseases are, what our anesthetic plan for them is, and any considerations that we have for them. How I don't I kind of don't want to ask
0: this. I might end up taking it back and editing it out. Um, Do you remember the first time that one of your patients didn't survive? Yes. You remember the the patient? Yes. Is that super hard, or are you just very like I? What is that like?
1: (sighs) I think uh, when I worked on a medical surgical unit, we had. We actually had hospice patients on there who they're coming there, you know, for comfort right. to die. And the first time, I had a patient he was he was this cute old man. I remember his name, but obviously can't say it. Um HIPAA, <laughs> HIPAA's listening. He <laughs> oh, was a very cute old man, named though. Oh. But I remember walking out of his room and realizing that he was going to die soon. And he didn't see he wasn't that sick. He had advanced cancer, but you know, he looked like a normal person. And I walked out and I started tearing up and one of the nurses who had uh, precepted me on the unit was like, you need to pull it to Lock it up past.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tough. And is that something that you eventually kind of get immune to or is that always hard?
1: I think once I realized that a lot of those people on that unit, they were old and they had cancer and it's always hard to say that it's for the better. But a lot of times, right, it, it, you know, their sufferings over. And then especially once I got to the burn unit, it's hard to lose someone who's so young or you see all their family around them, but a lot of them have suffered such severe injuries that people survive them and go on to live uh, their life and everything. But sometimes you just think that the suffering maybe, you don't want to say isn't worth it, but it's just so much and how their life would be after isn't necessarily what they thought it would be um and sometimes you do think it's for the better i just want to hug you but you're across the table
0: (laughs) okay looking back on all of the hours that you've done on the job do you does something stand out as like your craziest nursing story i knew this question was (laughs) (laughs) coming. keeping HIPAA in mind oh man there's so many but tell us their name and age so we can get them on the Do show record
1: yes too. <laughs> that would be great um probably the best story i can explain without actually <laughs> calling people out is i had this little old man at my first nursing job and oh he said you he was a sundowner so when the sun goes down people old people go crazy it's known. It's a known. Is that like a medical thing, or that's yeah, just like yeah, a people sundown? It's a known. Oh. You can Google it later. I um. will. <laughs> should I? I feel like I should have known that term. <laughs> so he was sundowning, and I had to feed him dinner, and he hated me. He said things to me like, "You should never abuse women," but I'm going to abuse one tonight. He what? Meant me? And then oh, he said, "I forget what else he said to me." But then, like two hours later, he called me in he said he was sorry he was like patting my hand and he serenaded me with your, you're too good to be true can't take my eyes off of you for the, you could hear it on the whole unit for, like two hours wow and then he came back a few months later and he i don't think he remembered me but he asked if i would marry him did you say? That? And he, his catch was, he was like, "Well, I'm going to die in two years, so then you get my social security for the rest of your life." What's wrong with me that in my head I'm like, "That's not that bad He's of a like, deal, well, I'm Susan." Five, I still have time. <laughs> this might work out. How much money are we talking about? Yeah, that's your social security. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Did you ever feel unsafe on the job? Like particularly in the burn unit? No, not.
1: We did have some people, like some threats from people. But I mean, a lot of our empty threats, people are very high stress and going through a lot of pain. So I never actually felt unsafe. And we always uh, had security on call. uh, So they would come up and deal with anything.
0: Is there a lot of camaraderie among nurses? Because you're working these late crazy hours and you're together so much?
1: Yeah. And especially on the burn unit, it's such a team effort uh, to do any big dressing change. You would need at least one other person. Sometimes, you know, four people would come in to help. Uh, and it, I always thought it was interesting to watch when we got a new patient with a big burn or when you're doing a big dressing change just to watch everyone knowing what they're doing and doing it at the same time. And it's, you're not talking about it. And everyone's just doing it. I always found that very fascinating to watch or be I, a part of. <laughs> I,
0: I find it fascinating that I feel like no matter what unit – you are you're in the burn unit, like I said, mm-hmm. when we met – and and you would tweet sometimes about like crazy work stories again not with names. He's always very compliant. Yes. But I feel like there was a lot of poop. Uh, yes. How even in the burn unit? Yes. Why? Why do people poop? You and, know why. Oh, I know. I know why. quite well, but I'm not I'm I'm more interested is it just because like they can't get up and go to the bathroom so you have to deal with it cuz it's like bedpan situations? I just feel like there's a lot of poop going on.
1: Yeah, the fact is that no matter how sick you are, you're still going to end up pooping. So if you have a breathing tube in to help you breathe and you have drugs to keep you asleep, you're still going to poop. And you're just fine with it. That's not your thing. But you're in no dice. You you. have you, I mean, you have to do it because then if people don't poop for three days, it's like a big deal and then you make them poop and you'd rather just have them poop on their own. Yeah. Well, I once had a really nice nurse that had to give me a tap water enema. Oh, that's fun.
0: She was, she. <laughs> I swear she had three hands because I swear she was using both to do the thing but still held my hand. <laughs> she was so nice and it didn't really work and it was really no. horrible and unpleasant for me. But I will, oh, I don't remember her name, but lady at Mount Sinai. <laughs> nurse lady, if you're listening, thank you so much. She was great. So that began my love affair with nurses that I just think you're the best people. So before we move on and talk about some other things, for everyone listening who at some point probably will be admitted to a hospital or have some kind of procedure or whatever, what does it take for them to be a good patient? I
1: think the best thing you can do for yourself as a patient. and The best thing you can do for the people taking care of you is to do what you can for yourself. Like, Obviously, you're in a hospital for a reason. If something's wrong with your leg and you can't walk, we understand that. But if you can and you can go refill your own water, that's great. If you know what your medications are, that's very helpful. If you understand, if you're diabetic and need insulin, that. You shouldn't eat before getting your insulin, um, things like that. Just being able to do what you can for yourself and wanting to do that. It one makes a big difference in us taking care of you and also having that mindset. Like people get better when they think good things for themselves. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm really excited to keep following along as you continue your schooling and. Man I hope I I hope you give me Anesthesia someday Awesome
1: Like today I hope you're funny When you wake up
0: I am I am I'm always funny I have a great time Except that the last time I had a colonoscopy I woke up And apparently Like way too loudly Asked the doctor If I had cancer And Brian was there He's like That's so inappropriate And that like Snapped me out of it Real quick I wasn't trying to be funny I like that I woke up And I just had a colonoscopy Like routine for me And for some reason I was like Convinced that I he was going to tell me I had colon cancer and I asked loudly in a room where probably like 80% of the people did and were there finding that out and so Brian like put a hand over my mouth and was like we're going now we're fine so I (laughs) clapped that one off but yeah so I'm the worst okay who's Gatsby Oh, Gatsby.
1: Uh, Gatsby is my little elephant. He's probably... Little stuffed (laughs) elephant. He's about five inches tall. Um, I got him... At the Animal Kingdom in Disney World in the 7th grade, and he sat on my shelf for a very long time. He's from 7th grade? He was not Gatsby in 7th grade, but I've had him since 7th grade.
0: So I asked because anyone who follows you on Instagram has probably seen Gatsby yes. at some point. Is
1: he still going on lots of adventures? Yes, he comes with me everywhere, uh, which I started when he came to college with me and all that but when I started traveling on my own was when I really started taking him because you can take a picture of the Hoover Dam but you put a little stuffed elephant in it and people are like that is the Hoover Dam. <laughs> and you have
0: little outfits for him. I feel
1: like when he goes yes. to baseball
0: games he gets dressed up. He, is he He's a Cubs fan. He's a Cubs fan of course. Awesome.
1: Awesome. He, uh, his first outfit was a tuxedo because he came to prom with me. <laughs> As your date or in addition to? So I didn't really know my date very well. It turned out fine but I decided I needed a backup date, so, so how did your date take to that? Was he like, oh cool, you brought a stuffed elephant? I'm super psyched about that. Until the elephant was a backup date, but he was probably like, why do you, what you're bringing a stuffed animal to prom?
0: So did you have a good time? Did Gatsby have a good time? Gatsby
1: had a great. He's a party animal. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you
1: you mentioned when you started traveling alone, you've traveled a lot.
0: Yes. Where was your first solo trip?
1: The first solo trip that I took was I went to Costa Rica when I had my first nursing job. So I was probably twenty-four. I went to a surf camp in Costa Rica. And had you ever surfed before? No. So you were just
0: like, I want to learn how to surf, and I'm going to go by myself. And yes. that's awesome.
1: I found a surf camp on the internet. It was for it was for women. It's called Pura Vida. Surf camp. If anyone wants to go, it's a great time. All right, we'll link to that. Um, in show notes. Surfing and yoga every day, and no Wi-Fi. So it was just a, it was just a getaway.
0: So one thing that I think about when I think of you, in addition to nursing and being fast and all the wonderful things and long beautiful hair, is this is <laughs> this sounds a little ridiculous. You were, I think, my first introverted friend, and I say that because we would hang out all the time, in usually in group settings. There were six of us that used to always hang out together and go for runs and go out to dinner. And you would be so quiet the whole time. And I remember I would be like, I hope she had a good time. And then afterward, you'd be the first to like text or email, like. I had so much fun tonight and I would always be so relieved I'd be like oh good like I didn't know she was having a good time and then I remember like at some point you started saying like I'm really introverted I'm a little bit shy and I was like oh people experience social situations in different ways because I'm (laughs) so loud and obnoxious that I don't I don't even let other
1: people get in a word sometimes yes so have you always been introverted always um I have a twin sister who talks all the time <laughs> still she, I think she came out of the womb talking so she did all the talking when we were little so you didn't have to you were just like all I right go ahead have to. and then yeah I've always been quiet I've always been someone who listens first and I have, really have to think about what I want to say to people and yeah I, I don't do well in group situations and that's fine that's who I am yeah I <laughs> wish I
0: could embrace that for like a day and (laughs) and do a little bit more that was one of my things I said I would do more this year do more listening ask more questions and as I'm like rambling right now because I can't help it but I do want to say thank you because you taught me about like a really different way to approach especially social situations and just it helped me realize that everyone experiences the same situation really differently so I appreciate that
1: I think a lot of people have trouble with silence which I don't have a problem with and I hope I can teach people that it's not always a bad thing and you can appreciate it yeah and, and
0: also that being introverted is not a bad thing i feel like yeah. sometimes you hear people saying like encouraging getting out of your shell or speaking up like no you yeah. don't that's actually totally fine i think you, a lot of us should shut
1: up more you should talk more and smile it's my favorite
0: <laughs> i like that all right with that should we sprint to the finish let's do it. is that a strength of yours when it comes
1: to running uh i'm a marathon runner for a reason so. <laughs>
0: All right. Let's jog to the finish. Excellent. No, that's not true. As I've seen you run gonna a million races. We're going like... to call it sprint. All right. I, maybe I should rebrand, actually. I kind of like that better anyway. But I will also say you're one of my favorite people to watch run because you always look really strong and focused and determined. And no matter how loud I cheer for you on the sidelines, I'm like, she doesn't usually see me because you're like in the zone. So I like that. Keep that up. Thank you. All right. Let's kick to the finish. Let's do
1: it. Okay. What would your last meal on earth be? Orange chicken and an egg roll from Hang Ling, which is the Chinese restaurant in my hometown. Favorite movie? I don't like movies very much, um, but I have gotten very excited lately when Remember the Titans is on TV. Favorite TV show? (laughs) Uh, The Bachelor and I don't feel bad about it. No. (laughs) Don't don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about anything ever. A lot of people say guilty pleasure. I'm like, no, I don't feel guilty about it. No. Just a pleasure. Exactly. Own it. (sighs) Biggest pet peeve? Uh, people clipping their nails in public. Oh, oh God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so gross.
1: Greatest fear? Ugh. Uh, being alone.
0: Where? Wait, being alone? You solo travel. You're like, uh, being alone in life, you know.
1: Okay, so... fine. All right, fine. Where was your first real kiss? Uh, in my parents' driveway. Or on my parents' driveway. We weren't even in a car. Nice. Just like sitting on the driveway. Very safe. <laughs> what is your favorite race you've ever done? Uh favorite race, uh big sur marathon. What was your first real job? My f- Oh, I was a basketball scorekeeper for uh park district basketball. When
0: you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: I wanted to be a male man, not a male woman, because the male women wore skirts and I did not want to wear skirts. <laughs> Scariest thing you've ever done? I'm not a risk taker. Oh, I have no idea.
0: You don't have to have an answer. That's okay. Your answer can be that you're not a risk taker. I kind of love that. I am not a risk taker. I mean, moving to New York not knowing anyone was pretty scary. And why did you move to New York? Sorry, we're going to pause the kick. Did you move to New York for school? Because I know you... Um, or for the burn unit You moved here for the burn unit Is that correct Yeah so
1: there. I didn't like my first nursing job And I was willing to go anywhere So I applied All over the country LA, Chicago Etc, cetera, etc cetera, And uh, New York gave me a job first So I came oh, here
0: Oh So the dream wasn't New York City The dream was but anywhere else <laughs> But you're still yep.
1: here But you're still here
0: Is that because you love it Or you've just kind of been Rolling with it
1: I like my job I like the people I've met You know as an adult It's hard to make friends and stuff um, And there are a lot worse places to be than new york city yeah <laughs> agreed
0: okay what is your favorite way to eat potatoes
1: uh, french fries i don't like anything else
0: <laughs> what kind of french fries
1: i like waffle fries yeah favorite
0: animal the
1: elephant
0: <laughs> <laughs> and has that just always been a thing if you just always loved always. elephants always, always, and you volunteer yeah. you went on that awesome trip where you were tracking them
1: and yeah in namibia the we built walls to help protect them which sounds weird. And then we uh, tracked them for a week and slept under the stars and it was great. That's amazing.
0: That's you've done so much cool stuff. I feel like we should do a whole second episode about travel. That's I love it. What is your least favorite household task or
1: chore? Cleaning the toilet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pancakes, waffles or French toast? Uh, Waffles. Who knows you best?
1: My mom. Not your twin. No. Oh, where does she live? Uh, she lives by, she's about 15 minutes from my parents.
0: Oh, okay. Back in Chicago. You were like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Nice. If you were the ruler of your own country, what's the first law you would want to put into effect?
1: Wow, it's a hard one. Um, you like, I feel like you love rules. I do love rules. Um... I would make alleyways So the trash isn't on the street It's really bothering me right now oh, Especially with all the snow piles New York. in New York, is New York problems. Yes. The
0: city when it snows is pretty For five minutes and then, and it's, then it's just Gross worst.
1: What is something that always makes you laugh <laughs> Have you ever seen the YouTube video of the girl Who's like straightening her hair and then burns it off The bangs when she the girl who burns her bangs <laughs> on Yeah I don't know if it's her bangs or another part of her hair but For some reason I like laugh uncontrollably but who at up- it. Why would you upload that video
0: If you're that girl I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it in hopes of going viral? Because like... There's no other reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah, but like what did she get out of that? Did she make money? Event, right? Event Maybe. Because mm-hmm. that's not fame that sticks. We can't even... No. We don't know her name. That's a one-hit
1: wonder for sure.
0: All right. Well, good for her. I hope I Hope she's doing well and then her hair grew out. If you had a warning label for yourself, what would it say? Probably warning introvert. <laughs> does not talk a whole lot but is having good time yes (laughs) well saturday long run or sunday long run sunday what is your drink order
1: i drink uh beer like a wheat beer or a pino grigio oh yeah all right now we're talking what's the first thing you do if you won the lottery uh pay off my student loans and then go travel who's your favorite runner uh desi linda
0: if you had to pack up all your stuff tonight and move somewhere new tomorrow, where would you go? San Diego. Ooh, immediately.
1: <laughs> no questions. I'll go with you. <laughs> What's your favorite season? Summer. Hence San Diego. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> all right.
0: You don't have to share it, but be honest since we've been so open on this show, do you have a running poop story? Yes. <laughs> the straight face you just said that with is amazing, and I wish I could have captured it. <laughs> what is one thing you can't run without? Oh, my Garmin where's your happy
1: place uh probably like mile 12 of a long run
0: <laughs> i like that cuz it's vague but nice yeah. i like that it could be anywhere who was your
1: childhood celebrity crush i don't know how to say his name right but devin sawa devin yeah. sawa devin sawa from gasper yeah. gasper and little giants yeah oh
0: my god mm-hmm. little giants yep. i loved who was the girl in that movie her name was Becky. I don't know her real name. Yeah, it wasn't Christina Ricci. <laughs> that was um, Now and Then. Yes. he was also in Now and Then. Yes. Classic. She duct taped her boobs, so I duct taped my boobs. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> no, I have scars. I have actual scars from doing that. I Under my dance costumes because I had big boobs and didn't know what to do with them because I was a super awkward 16-year-old. I duct taped them. <laughs> and I have actual... that Between that and the chafing from running, I'm so hot. <laughs> it's very pretty. Yeah. Okay. You're hosting a dinner party. You get to have any five guests. If you want five, you can make
1: it fewer if you want. Perfect. (laughs) Who would you have at your party? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Jesse Linden. uh, Alan Shepard. Uh, Two more. Uh, I feel like Michelle Obama, because why not? And then... I'm gonna go with my college roommate because she's very good at talking to people which is why we made good roommates <laughs> and you could you could just enjoy and listen and then afterward yeah, you'd be she, like i had the best time she can ask all the questions <laughs> and i'm gonna be like oh this is
0: great perfect i didn't say a word <laughs> all right before i let you go give everyone listening a reason to run today because you can Love that. That's always the best answer. Well, keep kicking ass in school. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you and all your friends and people like you for taking good care of people like me who rely on you so much. I'm in constant awe that you're able to do things like give IVs and um, give anesthesia to your friends under the table. I just think that's so
1: selfless (laughs) and kind and generous. You're like, you cannot really. (laughs) But not really. Whoever's listening. No,
0: no, no. no. (laughs) She's good. She's like shooting me looks like I'm not doing that. (laughs) Uh, I'll keep asking. The answer will still be no. But seriously, thank you for all that you do. It's awesome. It's such an amazing selfless career. And I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Alley on the Run show. My goal here is to make you learn at least one thing and laugh at least one time on every episode. So I hope that happened for you today. I am so grateful for the ever growing Alley on the Run show community. And remember, for even more good stuff, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alley on the Run one and like the Alley on the Run show Facebook page where I will be doing some live updates soon. So keep an eye out for that. Until next time, have the best day ever and thanks for joining me on the run.